welcome to Faith in the Fathers podcast. I'm your host, Nathan Waters, here with Jordanus the Americanus. <laughs> that means Jordan from America in English. <laughs> in ancient, maybe ancient Latin or old English or something, I don't know. Yeah, we made it up. Well, today we have a great topic for us. Highly controversial, even though I don't think it should be. No. But I can't make everyone think like me, so just we'll just speak what what's on our mind and you can take it how you want um we don't mean anything by our topic today we're not trying to take jabs at anyone or try to exclude or you know you know be a jerk but we are going to try to state the truth in love and hopefully save some people from going down a wrong path mm. uh, so today's topic is on women pastors Right. Mm. So we are going to start it off with history. Uh, like always, we're going to ask Jordan to give us some insight to some history on women pastors, some heresies that involved uh, this teaching, and uh, and we'll move on from there to, to some scripture. So All Jordan, right. take it away. Yeah. Well, we know the scriptural injunctions against women being pastors. They're very, they're very clearly taught by the apostles in First and Second Timothy and Titus. I, I actually did um, a semester on First, Second Timothy and Titus, um, and there's a, there's a clear order, as we know. There's a clear order in the church and in home life, um, and the Lord, uh, according to the Lord, uh, women are not to be in uh, positions of leadership within the church. Um, they cannot be pastors. They cannot be bishops. They cannot be archbishops, metropolitans, or patriarchs. And we see a lot of that today. But we also saw a lot of it in the early church. There were One of the most famous examples was, of course, the Montanist heresy, uh, which, got, which got its name from Montanus, who walked around not to be confused with Hannah Montanus. Yes. <laughs> um, uh, Hannah Montanus. Um, but Montanus was going around with his ecstatic preaching. You could consider him to be uh, like one of today's hyper-charismatics, except he was uh, very sexually loose. And he proclaimed alongside with him uh, two women, and these two women claimed to be pastors. And so the church had to do something about it because they were walking around in front of churches, outside of churches um, in the early church, um, and trying to get these heresies across that he was teaching. He taught he himself believed he was the Holy Spirit. Yeah, and these a nut. A absolute nut. And, and this was very early on in the church, very early, I think you know first first three four hundred years of the church and even further down when we get to the time of um the waldensian heresy they allowed women preachers the cathars allowed women preachers the bogomils and the albigensians had women preachers but they were also it was found out later that some of them were practicing witchcraft and um, so women trying to be pastors is not a new thing. 
Yeah, it's not new. Yeah, but it was not among among the accepted. Crowd. It was it was never accepted. There was you cannot find a single um, instance where there was a woman who is a, a presbyter of a mixed congregation of men and women. The most you see are abbesses who lead the convents with nuns, and the lead abbess would look over the young women, the young nuns, in the abbey. But they did not have um, presbyterial powers or things like that. They had to receive the Eucharist from the male pastors, and Scripture says the same thing. Yeah, I'm just trying to pull up this apostolic succession chart uh, and just read you some names of these bishops who were passed down from the apostles, mm-hmm. right? From in the churches that the apostles started. So here we go. So here in Ephesus, we have St. John, uh, and then he kind of taught some bishops in uh, Lyons, which would be Polycarp, and then you'd have... uh, Polycarp of 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 Smyrna, and then now you get Uh, Ignatius... Irenaeus, Irenaeus, Zacharias, Elias, um, Varys, Julius. That's, those are just some of them. Uh, and I'm looking at this list for Ephesus. Not one of them is a woman. That's right. Um, and, and Ephesus was one of the capitals of the ancient world of feminism and witchcraft. Hmm. And yet there, you, you do not see a single woman pastor in Ephesus. And then let's, uh, let's see. Bishops of Rome. Just name some of those off, Jordan. Well, we've got, you know, you've naturally got, naturally we've got Peter, we've got Linus, we've got the great Clement, we've got uh, Leo the Great, we've got Gregory the Great, we've got some of the good medieval popes, uh, some of the good Dark Ages popes, um, because the popes are a mixed bag, but they're all men. Yeah, so... Bishops of Rome, Lisbus, Asclinus, Clement, Evaristus, Alexander, Seatus, all of them, all the way down, they're all Mm -hmm. men. We have, you know, bishops of Jerusalem, St. James, Simeon, Justice I, Zacchaeus, Tobias, Benjamin, John, all male. Mm -hmm. uh, Bishops of uh, St. David in Wales. We have David, Sinov, Tilo, uh, Stephen, Morphot, uh, all the way down, still all men. Correct. And I can you can go all all the way through and look and at all these early churches started by the yes, apostles, and they're all men. Th- you go to Thessaloniki, you can see the list. I saw a list similar to that of of presbyters at a church in England that went all the way back to the twelve hundreds. And there wasn't a single female name on it. And we're not here to beat down when we're, when we're talking about all these things. Keep it in mind, we're not trying to beat down women. We love women. Women, the, there's a role for women in church. Right. Um, but it is a specific role, and God intended uh, the, the role of women in church clearly in Scripture, in the New Testament, especially First, Second Timothy and Titus. Yeah. And that, um, that brings us into our next portion of this discussion. Yes. So we have 1 Timothy 2.12, mm-hmm. right? This says, But I suffer not a woman to teach, 
nor to assert authority over the man, but to be in silence. All right, so breaking down that verse, uh, I suffered not a woman to teach. There's the context. Mm-hmm. All right, it's teaching. These are doctrinal matters. And then he gives the, the qualification there to assert authority over the man. So That's this right. is teaching over men. Correct. Right? Women can teach women. Women Correct. can teach children. Correct. Right? I see there's no problem with that in scripture. No. I think that would that would take it to the other side of the ditch where you'd be wrong to make a woman keep her mouth shut in church. Yeah. That That is the other side, which is... I think it's... I think it kind of means like a, a silence of spirit, but, you know, a, a silence of spirit and also, you know, women at that time, pagan women would, were, were ostentatious and were talking to other men all the time and were, uh, uh were forbiddingly talking to men all, all the time. And, and, and I think Paul, the Lord through Paul wanted to say, Hey, you know, let's, Right. Let's buckle down a little bit. And so even even if you go back to Mary, mm-hmm. because I've, I've heard this argument before, mm-hmm. not to call out one of my friends. Mm-hmm. Love them. <laughs> but he, uh, one of my friends uh, said that if Mary could birth the Savior, she could preach the Savior. Now, depends on what you mean by preach, because essentially all uh, saved believers are preachers of the gospel. They should be, you know, witnessing Correct. and winning their, their fellow but they're not, man. They're not pastors. Right. They're yeah. Not, they're not bishops. Yeah. But if you, even if you look at Mary, when uh, she was told that she would birth the Savior, it says that she pondered these things in her heart. She mm-hmm. didn't go and, and, you know, start preaching. Jesus exactly. She, she was of extremely quiet disposition. In fact, the Hebrew word for her, Alma, means... A young woman shut off from the sight of men, and she was spent most her life in the temple with a sector of a section of Jews that believed in a coming Messiah. We're not talking about the Sadducees and the Pharisees. She was brought to the temple constantly to be taught by uh, the some say the Essenes, who would become some of the first Christians. But that's just a, that's just a, a guess for me. All right, so. We have First uh, Timothy two twelve there as sort of our basis, but then he builds on that in First Timothy three. Um, he says, "This is a true saying: If a man desires the office of a bishop, he desires a good work." Every single word there is masculine. That's uh, correct in the uh, Greek. And if right, if you go back and look at at the Greek. Bishopos is 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 a, is a is a is intended male, and we're we're talking about the received text <clears throat> because mm-hmm. certain other text lines try to change that. That's right. There's uh, heretical but, text lines out there, but it, it, it's in the masculine sense. Mm-hmm. But then, even if your text line changes that one, I have not seen one that changes the second verse. A bishop then must be blameless, the husband of one wife. That's right. You cannot be a woman and be a husband mm-hmm. of one wife. Mm-hmm. So there is the uh, scriptural basis for why we believe women cannot be pastors. And and one fi- one final side note for me too, um, because so many of the early bishops um, followed the arguments for Paul to remain unmarried. This doesn't mean that you have to be married to one wife. 
what it means is, and it was always interpreted like this, even from the earliest ages, because we know Paul was a bishop and he didn't have his wife with him. Most people believe he didn't have a wife with him. And a lot of early bishops and presbyters chose not to marry. Um, but that being said, the wife being either one wife of a female origin or the wife that you're married to the church. And it was in, in that verse was exegeted like that from the very earliest times. Yeah. Very interesting. Neat little tidbit. But then if you read the rest of this uh, passage, because we don't just want to, you know, I, we don't want to come across like we're just harping on women can't preach. Yeah. I think a lot of pastors today are not qualified. Here, oh, I'm yeah. Just, I'm just going to read the qualification. So yeah. we read he must be blameless, mm -hmm. husband of one wife. Mm -hmm. Then it says vigilant, sober, of good behavior, given to hospitality, apt to, apt to teach, mm -hmm. not given to wine. No striker, not greedy of filthy lucre, but patient, not a brawler, not covetous, one that ruleth his own house well, having his children in subjection with all gravity. For if a man know not how to rule his own house, how shall he take care of the church of God? Not a novice, mm. lest being lifted up with pride he fall into the condemnation of the devil. Moreover, he must have a good report of them which are without unless he fall into reproach and the snare of the devil. Mm. And then it goes mm -hmm. on the rest of the passage talking about deacons and deacons' wives, which also have qualifications. That's right. And yeah. uh, maybe my wife and I will get to talk about this on our next episode where we talk about the role of a woman. And mm -hmm. we're going to bring her on to talk about uh, some ways that women can serve because we don't, we think women are, are great minds and they have a lot that they can share, yeah. but it has to be channeled through the right uh, order. Through the lens of scripture. Right. And so our last point of scripture that we, that we want to do is uh, go back to Genesis. Because every, every doctrinal area that we have in the church, you can trace back to the book of Genesis. And we call it the first mention principle. And you can see grace in the book of Genesis with Noah. First mm -hmm. mention of grace. Yep. Uh, says Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Mm -hmm. uh, so what does the Bible teach about women being pastors or in authority over a man? So back in Genesis, you have uh, the Garden of Eden. It was perfect mm -hmm. without sin. And um, Satan comes along and he tempts Eve to eat the forbidden fruit. So you have Eve who is sitting here and she's offered this authority like no other, she would be like God, knowing good and evil. And so naturally that seems like a, a good offer, but it wasn't coming from a good source. That's right. And so she ends up taking that and then she offers it to her husband. And so Adam ends up eating the fruit because his wife offered. So there are some principles we can learn here. Number one, it's that the women or the woman is probably uh, more susceptible to uh, deception than a man. That's correct. Um, not not because we're any better or we're smarter, but because no, it is it is a spiritual deception. And, and it, God gave and it's order. and it's biological almost too. Yeah, and so Satan comes to Eve, and he separates her from the man, and he, he kind of corners her, and 
puts her in a decision. That's this is a tactic that salesmen use. They will corner a woman. That's why all the, the time the 1960s it was big that they would have door to door salesmen or husband was at work. Yep. They would corner the wife, make her make a decision without her husband, and sometimes it was not a very good decision. Um, but that being said, so Satan knows how valuable a woman is because he got Eve and all of creation. All of creation fell because of Eve's choice. That's right. And God has since then put man in in the forefront from the woman. He said that the man has to rule his house. He's going to be the head of head of his house, his wife uh, right there underneath him, mm. and then the children under the wife. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's just the hierarchy that God put. And to not keep only that, Satan at bay. and that, and that, and also too was a punishment, which she would uh, give birth to the birth canal in pain. Because before that's there was the Lord intended some other way of procreation, uh, but after the fall, she was to give birth in in much travail and much pain, which yeah. was a which was also a punishment for eating the fruit. Yeah, and and likewise for the man, because yep. his punishment, uh, because he loved Eve so much, mm -hmm. God said, okay, because you love her so much, now you have to take care of your family. Through your own means of work, you're gonna have to toil, work with your hand. toil and sweat. Yep, yep. And uh, I mean, there's always been work, but mm -hmm. it was not the physical labor that uh, came after the fall. You have thorns and weeds, and and you have uh, a whole whole bunch of other factors. Bad soil, yeah. And so, it's very clear that that God does not hate women. That's right. The church does not hate women. That's right. Uh, there's just an order. Women, yeah. women are not any less than men. We just have different roles. Exactly. It's like building a model. I build I build battleship models as a hobby. I have too many hobbies. But building models is one of them. And it's just like a model. You put the different pieces together slowly but surely. Glue here, glue there, paint here, decal there. And when it's finished, the sum total, the whole, is... A beautiful thing like when a man and a woman come together in marriage and it's just like that when a woman is in her in is doing what she's meant to do and when a guy's doing what he's meant to do you see this concord and it's like seeing a sculpture finished or as i said uh something as silly as a as a battleship model um you see this completeness so yeah and just one last thing before we we end this uh, this episode, the book of Proverbs in chapter thirty one it gives one of the highest estimations in Scripture of a person. It says who can find a virtuous woman? That's right. And it says her price is far above rubies, mm -hmm. above any treasure, mm -hmm. because a virtuous woman and a woman who knows how to operate inside the design that God has for her life is a woman that. Uh, that is going to build uh, instead of destroy. She's a queen among women. Oh yeah. And, and 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 what's cool is, and this is the last thing I'll say, we see that virtuosity shown in the life of Mary. Study the life of Mary when you get a chance throughout Scripture, and look at her. We see some Marthas. But we, but but look at look at Mary, the mother, the mother of God, the mother of Jesus, and also 
uh, some of the other great women of Scripture who were in their place in the order and yet fulfilled and did great things like Phoebe and some of these other great women in the faith. So Yeah, even, even the other Mary... Mm-hmm. Uh, Mary and Martha, the sisters. Mm-hmm. You know, you have one cleaning. We're not saying that the woman's job is, you know, just to clean and be a servant. Yeah, no, no. She she gets the greatest prize of you know having her story told wherever the gospel goes because exactly. she decided to sit and worship Jesus. The woman at the well was they they told they they told her to be silent, but the woman at the well ran into town and started proclaiming Jesus. Yeah. And we know her as Fotini, strange name, but. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, we could we could go, we on, go on, and on and on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, we'll get to cover some more of this next week uh, when we get to talk about uh, a woman's role. And uh, and I hope you'll tune in for that. It's going to be great. Thank you for joining us today, uh, Faith of the Fathers podcast. We will see you next time.